Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. I am grateful and delighted to have in this episode with me Charlotte Kim. She's a futures alchemist, a futurist keynote speaker who works with organizations who create preferred futures. Charlotte is an immediate past president of the Professional Speakers Association of Southern Africa, president-elect of the Global Speakers Federation and the professional member of the Association of Professional Futurists. Charlotte, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to have been invited and to share with you today. Yeah, we are going to be talking about something awesome and amazing because people sometimes get stuck in a place where they are thinking about basically nothing, which is not a good way to live, I assume, right? So first of all, I want to ask you, when we talk about future in general, we talk also about success because success does not happen overnight, right? It needs time. And future is about time. So what does success mean to you first? And what do you think people get wrong usually about success? That's such a good question to start with. I think many people think about success if they're not paying attention. They kind of um, adopt or just accept other people's definitions of success. And they feel like they should be ambitious. So they pursue things without really trying to understand what it means to them. So um, although we... I, I want us to be thinking about the future. It, it's important for people to kind of pause and, and really examine where they've come from, what they believe, what their values are. And we have a little bit of a, a philosophical conversation with ourselves. And once we've identified what is important to us, then we can say, this is what we want out of life. And then we can be successful. But to just achieve things that other people think are successful, um, or, or just like, you know, the trappings of life, that, that's, that's not real success. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is the issue and this is the problem. People are not really thinking about their own futures. They are looking at other people's, what they are doing, how much money they are making, what activities are they doing, where they are traveling, and they are just watching and probably maybe dreaming about that, but it's not in their own lives about, oh, uh, I wish I had been there. I wish this, I wish thing that is not the place that you want to be, right? That's right. Yes. Exactly. So, okay. In general, when we talk about the future, we might say it's about the uh, values that we have, about the standards that we have about ourselves, what we are able to do, what we are not able to do. Maybe about the awareness. Are we aware even about thinking about the future? So what do you think about this? That's very true. Um, I know there's a lot um, of conversation these days about 
like being mindful and being in the present moment and and that's very important so when when people talk to me they're saying aren't we supposed to be in the present moment why are we thinking about the future uh, it, it seems to be a bit of a disconnect but I think and for me it's really important that we're intentional about thinking about the future and um, as opposed to just kind of worrying about it in the background so if we if we're worried about the future because we're not prepared because we're afraid of what is coming because there are changes out there that might challenge our careers or our income or our families uh, there's threats of various kinds then we're not paying attention to the future we're afraid of the future so we stop thinking about it altogether and and we kind of avoiding it and that means that we're not even in the present moment because we're ignoring the present moment because we're so, so full of tension. So the idea is to mm. take a deep breath and be really, um, really grown up about this and say, I need to look at what I'm scared of. I need to develop some responses to that. And once you've done that, you actually relieve your mind of worrying about the future, which means that you can be calmer and in the present moment. So by preparing for the future, we can actually enjoy the present moment a lot more and have that successful future that we really want, as opposed to just what we think we're supposed to want. Yeah. So this is also could be a problem, right? If we are not even living in the present moment, we are thinking only about the past. So if you are not, if in order to think about your future, you have to be in the present moment. And That's most right. of us, like we are in the back, in the background looking at what what ifs right so this is the place yeah. that most people are in yeah yeah so how, how can we like this mindset can we shift it 180 degrees i i think um i i think like you know like i said we, we need to we need to be intentional we need to sit down and really think about it i like what you said just now that you know these things are in the background and they, they always are they're the the mistakes we've made in the past things we write about in the future that's all in our background and we need to have some intention and bring it to the front so the models that i work with um that futurists work with are really amazing because they're very um academic business models they, they've been researched they've been prepared really well so we know that they're good and they've been used by governments and multinationals and military organizations But the reason I like those, those models is that you can take those complex models and bring them down to something that is actually scalable so that we can use it. And if an entrepreneur can use it, if a solopreneur can use it, um, if a student who is still studying, trying to prepare for their, their careers, if they can use it, then you know you've got a good model. So nice. there's a whole range of them, but I'll start, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the model that I like to start with, and it's the four stages of thinking about the future. And if we go through these four stages, then anything anything we think about the future can, can be put into that. If you talk to any futurist anywhere, whatever they're talking about, their models, their trends or scenarios or um, uncertainties or VUCA or anything else like that will all fall into these four stages. And they're so simple. So stage one is to gather intelligence. Mm -hmm. So sit down. And think, you know, what, what, what do I have? Where am I going? What is the project I'm working on? Am I looking at my future or my family's future or my company or my city? You know, who do I need to have in this conversation? So you gather all that information, that intelligence together. That's stage one. Stage two is that you manage change. So we know we're going to change. The, you know, going into the future, we're changing. And as humans, we, we don't always respond well to change. We could talk an hour just about change. Um, 
So, you know, how do we, how are we going to go into the future? Or if we're visionary and we have to take our families or our teams or our companies into the future, how do we help those people who still have anxiety? How do we help them to change and prepare for the future? So that's a whole stage on its own. The third stage is the fun one, because that's when we talk about describing the future. Uh, what does the future look like? And there we look at scenarios or we look at visioning. We look at like the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. And, and we really work out what it is we want in the future. What is our preferable future? And then stage four is to test our strategy. Uh, is the, you know, what we have in place for our business, um, is that going to take us in the future that we're looking for or is it not? And how do we prepare for that? So simple. It's just gather intelligence, manage change, describe the future and test your strategy. And do you have a futures plan and then you are a futurist? So, so but, but for example, the first point is like thinking, uh, involving the mind with it, because I think this the, the, mo- the most, or not the most, the hardest thing for any human can do is actually to work their mind, right? Yes. <laughs> we don't like to overthink, or not to mention overthinking things, in, especially in places where it is actually our interest or something that benefits us or something that we could do an amazing business with or change lives. So yeah. we're talking here about maybe purpose, these kind of things. So a lot of people like all over the place, we're just work we're just working looking for the food on the table kind of stuff right yes and that's all about mindset so we can also look at it this way as we're as we're getting better at thinking about the future we start with mindset that's the foundation then we learn the tool set then we learn the skill set but if the mindset isn't right we're wasting our time with the rest and the mindset is do we feel like we can actually influence the future or are we victims to the future Mm. Um, are we victims to everything that's happened to our past or can we overcome things that we've inherited <laughs> or problems that we've had and that kind of victim mentality or that closed and open mindset that agile mindset that is really important for us to understand uh, otherwise we, we're we're still kind of trapped we can have all the right tools and information and everything else but we're still kind of trapped in a mindset that says uh, you know the, the future is going to be difficult or tough and, and there's nothing we can do and then that's mm-hmm. for me that's very sad yeah so so what do you think for example between thinking about our future and between ai for example like there is a lot of talk now about ai coming in replacing yeah. humans so do you think this is something related to what we are talking about here yes no absolutely and and it is something that is you know disruptive and anything disruptive kind of unsettles us the point is that artificial intelligence and this is a nice way to think about it Artificial intelligence is just a tool. It's just a tool. Like computers are a tool, like the internet is a tool, like the printing press was a tool, like the wheel is a tool. Every one of those developments and everything else in in every profession and sector of society, when we make progress, we bring in a new tool into the workplace. It disrupts the workplace. And some people lose their jobs because they can't adjust or because they weren't prepared. Other people see that tool and they say, oh, I can see what I can do with that. And they can start new careers, they can start new businesses, and they make a lot of money off a new tool that has left other people unemployed. And that is sad, but that is reality. So Mm -hmm. the idea is you don't want to be the person who's left behind. You don't want to be the one unemployed. So you need to look at the tool and say, 
how do I respond to this tool? Do I need to learn something so that I can use a tool? Or do I need to change careers or direction so that the tool doesn't affect me as much? But we can't ignore it. We have to respond. Yeah, of course. Like eventually, a lot of talk about, for example, this, I think. But to me, eventually, the human mind is limitless. So if you put it, if you put the work, if you put the thinking, so that that should achieve what you are looking to achieve, right? So how could being thinking about the future help a business or entrepreneur? For example, maybe start the business, or maybe if they are looking to grow the business, or if they are looking for there's a strategy in your model, right? Having uh, strategic alliances and these kind of things. Oh yes, I, so many ways. I mean, in, in all of the things you mentioned, that's you know really helpful. I talk about futures thinking. It's the way most people refer to it, or they talk about a futurist. But another way of talking about futures thinking is called strategic foresight, mm-hmm. um, and that it sounds a little bit like more kind of highbrow or stuffy, but it, it, it's helpful because we, we know about strategy. We talk about strategy all the time in business. So we got this, the business strategy and then we got the tactics that we're going to operate on. But when we say strategic foresight, we're saying we're not, we don't just have a strategy for the business the way I imagine the business can go. I want a strategy for what I'm seeing in the future may affect my business. Mm. Um, so, so we have foresight. We're looking into the future to see what could come, and then we can create a more robust strategy that can respond to those different situations. So, so that's that's one way. In terms of strategic alliances, absolutely. You know, we want to be able to um, kind of partner with other people. One of the wonderful values of futures thinking is is the concept of co-creation, mm-hmm. uh, co-creational collaboration. It's not we're not self-made people. We don't do everything on our own. We know that. But if we can be really strategic about how we form alliances, we can create better products or better services. And we can be more robust because we can, you know, we're having different people from different, even parts of the world working together to create something. So when there's a disruption in one part of the world, another part can, can balance that. And that is available even to solo entrepreneurs, to small, small businesses. Uh, we, we're not alone anymore. We we can have these alliances anywhere in the world um, because of the tools we have uh, available to us. Yeah, exactly. Important, but but because like we think sometimes people don't think about the future, especially in business or entrepreneur. Because a lot of people, for example, they tell you to start some something that is don't reinvent the wheel, right? They tell you to start something that's actually working. Because if you are trying to reinvent the wheel like doing something like starting another uh, space agency or space uh, spacecraft company like i want to go to pluto or whatever it is so <laughs> so how would you for example recommend businesses to go through uh, how to not reinvent the wheel but do something in an innovative and and creative way okay so one of the ways we could do do that is to look at the things that are trending so what is trending um, what, what are the, the trends or the developments in terms of the products that you're interested in or the services, the sector that you're interested in? So you need to be aware, especially if you're coming into the market and this is a new business, you need to find a way to, um, to understand what people want so that you can produce that so that your business can take off quickly and, and then you, you actually have some success. Um, and, and even if the business or the product is not necessarily very innovative, uh, say, for example, you, you're 
making custom-made furniture. Uh, it's not the most innovative thing in the world, but it could be beautiful. It could be great craftsmanship. You can still be very innovative in other areas. So you could be innovative in terms of how you run your factory. You can be innovative in terms of how you market, how you handle your staff, how you handle your customer service. So you want to be thinking about how to produce even an old-fashioned product in a way that really keeps up with how other people are doing things. So that is important for a new business. What I would also recommend to businesses that are more established. So there's a company um, and they like doing what they're doing and they've got a particular kind of clientele. And then somebody comes to them and says, these are the trends. You need to respond to the trends. Sometimes when a person looks at the trends, they go, I see what is happening in my industry, but I don't want to do that. I, I, I wish it wasn't like that. I don't want to have to change my business and be faster or be automated or whatever it is. So what I was suggesting for, for businesses that are more established, um, that uh, have a particular way of doing things or a particular clientele, that they may look at the trends and say that they don't want to respond to the trends. They don't want to change their business to, to do what everybody else is doing. And in that case, you can define a counter trend. So if the whole industry is going in this direction, you say, we're going to do this differently, exactly 180 degrees opposite. Uh, and, and you can do that if you're very clear on what your value is that you're giving to your client or how you're marketing or um, who your clientele is. And like I said, the world is connected enough. There, there are going to be people somewhere in the world who want your product, even if it is opposite to what every, everybody else is doing. So, so there is a way to look at the trends and we don't have to copy them. We just have to learn from them and find a way to respond that makes sense to our business. Mm -hmm. so, this, so when we are talking about trends, I assume trends could be equal to opportunities, right? So how can, pe how can people find these opportunities in the marketplace, do you think? Especially okay. like looking, looking into the future, like for example, 10 years, five years, what is the future to you? How, how far is it, would you say it is in business? Should we look at? All right. So, I mean, in the past, way in the past, we used to be, um, had like 10-year plans. And people say things are changing so much that you can't have 10-year plans. You've got to have five-year plans, no, three-year plans. And they keep getting shorter and shorter. A, a really responsible business is going to still think longer term. But we, we, we can't imagine, I and mean, the, the changes are so uh, fast paced uh, and there are so many kind of, it's not just one change, it's like, you know, five different changes that intersect and create a whole new industry that, that wasn't there like 18 months ago. So we can't necessarily pre prepare directly for something in five or 10 years time. But what we're doing is, is that, like I said, that mindset and that tool set of learning about ways to respond um, and, and that kind of investing in ourselves to be our thinking and how we deal with people. Those are the two elements, like our, our, our own inner world and how we deal with and interact with other people. Um, that helps us to develop the skills that will be allow us to respond to any of those trends. In the shorter term, we have trends and fads and you have bubbles um a fad is something that is very short-lived so it's like a, a a fashion craze or something like that and everybody's wearing you know headbands or sweatpants or um something psychedelic or whatever it is and they short 
uh, kind of short fads. In social media, unfortunately, they use the term like trending topics or this person is trending on Twitter or trending on Instagram. And so we think of, when we talk about trends, we often think of it as shorter term because that's what social media teaches us. But a trend is like a long-term change. There's something that is driving this change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really difficult to kind of pinpoint anything in, in particular. We could be talking about um, you know, the technology use, um, the, the um, economics of, of things, uh, the uh, legislation, values, changes in society. Uh, those values are, are huge trends that mean we're, we're talking about people in different ways from how we used in the past. So the best way is, I mean, if you just Google, you know, top trends for, you know, insert your industry, you will find them. But I'll tell you the biggest thing we need to pay attention to when we do that. So a lot of people just go online and they look for the trends is when you, when you get a set of results on whatever search engine you're, you're looking at. So for example, I'm hearing in Cape Town at the, you know, the bottom of Africa, if I go and search for trends, I'm going to see results in, a, in the United States of America or in Europe. And I cannot automatically assume that those trends are relevant where I live. Yeah. Um, so we need, to, we need to understand what is like a big picture of the trend. And then how does that kind of work out in, in the part of the world that I'm in, um, yeah. in the city that I'm in, or in the industry that I'm in? So, so it, it takes a little bit of work. But the most important thing is that we're kind of paying attention. We're going online. We're looking. We're we're scanning the headlines so that we become aware of these things and that we're prepared mentally to find a way to respond to them. That's the best way to, to get started on that. Yeah, that's amazing. So what do you think some of the, like you mentioned, we can do, for example, a simple Google search on that. But what what do you personally use, like some kind of tools, resources, or for example, maybe even books that could help people like to discover more in themselves within side and also to discover more what are the world is waiting for to be innovated or created so so the one is i, I scan for headlines i subscribe to newsletters and I, I don't have time to read them all but i just allow them to come and then like on a friday i just kind of scan through the headlines just so that you've become aware of what is happening um, and what you want to do is pay attention to if I'm you know, here in Cape Town, what is happening in Europe? What is happening in, in Asia? If you work for a, uh, if you got a small business, um, subscribe to or see what is happening with, with multinationals or with nonprofits or, or in different industry sectors. So you just, you just try to create this awareness in your brain to think about things. Mm, exactly. And then in terms of books to read, I'm, I'm going to recommend... Um, and he's not necessarily a futurist, but but Stephen Cutler, mm. um, that Stephen and Cutler is K-O-T, Cutler, L-E-R, Cutler. Uh, he talks about um, how our brains think, how we can become, um, how we can think bigger about things, how we can explore new ideas in our minds, how we can uh, kind of overcome the limitedness that we apply to ourselves. And for me, that is important because that is, really pushing the boundaries of what we're capable of doing as humans. And if we feel threatened by AI, then we need to understand how we can be more human. And that kind of work for me is, is really exciting. Yeah, that's the human mind, as we mentioned earlier, it's limitless. The, yeah. the sky is never the limit, I guess. So 
Yeah. So do you think that you can add something that we missed talking about that could be important in our conversation here, Charlotte? All right. So thanks, Esther. I'm going to suggest then the, the scenarios. Um, this is really important for entrepreneurs, and, and I love kind of encouraging people to do this. When we write a business plan for our, for our business um, as entrepreneurs, our business plan is kind of middle of the road. It's like, this is what happened last year. This is what I'm hoping will happen this year and next year. It's going to be 10% better. And we have that one plan. And then everything, you know, the, the staffing plan, who are we going to hire, the funding plan, you know, who's going to lend us money, um, the marketing plan, the production plan, everything is based off that one, one scenario. Mm -hmm. What you want to do, and this is your the third stage of that uh, kind of describing the future, you actually want to describe the opposites as well. Your like best, amazing, wonderful scenario where you're going to get a client in the next couple of weeks that is just going to bring you so much business. It's going to be so exciting. Um, and when you start to think about that, you get excited. Like the brain, we just talked about. The brain produces chemicals. Your body gets excited because the brain is. And... While we're in that excited state, we can't make logical plans. So you want to sit down and plan this, think about it, imagine it, fantasize about it, and allow your brain to do what it wants to do and then your body. And then after that has happened, then create a business plan for your best case scenario. So, you know, will you need to hire more staff? Will you need to get more funding? Are there you know, efficiencies that you could start to build now so that you have the capacity to do that. Once you've done that, you want to do the opposite, the worst case scenario. What happens if you lose business? What happens if there's another pandemic? You know, what happens if your clients now can't hire you anymore because they've been disrupted? So you want to do that. The minute you start imagining that scenario, your brain panics and creates cortisol and adrenaline and then your body starts to feel the tension. So you need to sit in, in a safe place and have that experience, allow your body and your brain to get past that and then create a logical plan in response. And now you've got three business plans. You've got three marketing plans, three staffing plans, three funding plans. And it sounds like a lot of work and I, and I, I never want to make people work harder, but if you could even spend an hour or two on those two exercises, Hopefully, you never have to use the worst case scenario plan. Hopefully, you're aiming towards the, the better one. But now what you've done is in your brain, you've given your brain this capacity to think broader. And now you can anticipate problems in the future. You can anticipate opportunities. You, your brain is now primed to look for opportunities and to recognize dangers. And instead of getting scared about the danger, say, don't worry, we've got a plan for that. And you know, because you already worked out some logical responses, you're not trying to create a plan in the middle of a crisis. So if yeah. you're talking to people who do public relations or um, even like firemen, <laughs> we do fire drills before the fire so that we know how to respond. Yeah, and of course, you have to do that. Yes, you're creating a fire drill for the worst case for your business. And that means you can avoid the worst case for your business. So for me, I think, you know, if we invested, even if it was two or three hours, just looking at the business plan and anticipating those kind of two extreme scenarios, that will do your business the world of good. It will help you so much in terms of success in the future. Yeah, especially in the time, like when certain things, like we don't control everything. 
things happen in life and business and uh, everything around us. So when we have this kind of contingency, if something happens, we might be able to, the business might not fall That's or fail. Exactly right. It, it yeah. could leap. It could leap and be better than before, right? So it's that's right. It's a good way to look at things and do things. Where can people get in touch with you and learn more about you and what you do? Oh, thank you. Um, on LinkedIn, people can find me. It's uh, Charlotte Kemp, and uh, you'll recognize me from any other Charlotte Kemp's because I call myself the Futures Alchemist. And then I have a website called futuresalchemist.com. I know it's quite a difficult thing to kind of type out as a um as a web address but it's futuresalchemist.com awesome well thank you charlotte for being with me on this episode of the success secret podcast really amazing information and tips and strategies about doing things and being and thinking about the future and being ahead as a human and a business owner and entrepreneur 